Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. a sound check. Brother Hank, how are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed beyond the curse. My, hey, I love that one. That's great. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Everybody, welcome aboard. I'm excited to be here tonight. I know you are, too. Everybody, welcome. We've got the honor to bring to, to you Minister Hank Groover coming to you from Joyful Sound Ministries in Iowa. And welcome. Today is Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. This is a live show. And I encourage you all out there to invite someone to tune in. Just send them to OmegaManRadio.com. We have a couple ways you can listen once you get there. And with that, we'll get started. Uh, Brother Hank, would you like to open us up in prayer? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We graciously come before you this evening, and we we just want to first and foremost give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. We want to glorify your name this evening, Lord. So we just ask that the words that are spoken would not only be full of your truth, but they would glorify you and your kingdom, and and lives would be impacted and changed for the for the sake of the gospel. We thank you for your awesome just love towards us and your people and we just commit this time to you in the precious name of jesus amen i say amen to that brother hank welcome back and my brother the microphone is yours hallelujah it's good to be back again um i think i was listening to last week's show and um i'd left a, a little cliffhanger with what was happening in Guatemala. So we're, we're going to kind of pick up where we left off. And um, the, the theme of the, the Guatemala church trip was God is, is, is still working. God is always working. And um, we're just sharing the amazing testimonies that, that he did and allowed us to be a part of. And that was just uh, January 19th through the 30th of this year. Uh, so we've been back for, not quite two months, I believe. Um, we're just excited what God did and what he's going to do in the future. Um, so much of this was 
learned through the years um, walking with my dad and and just being a part of that uh, lineage of of what God did in my parents' lives and and being raised in in that type of family where my dad would go overseas and he'd walk and pray and he would fight these battles and take these strongholds down through the power and the bloodshed of Jesus Christ. And uh, so growing up in that, I didn't realize until this trip that um, more was imparted to me through my, my parents' ministry than I ever imagined or dreamed of. It's, you know, parents, just be aware your your kids are are watching. They're listening to to you. So you can be feeding them with the things of God, or you can be feeding them feeding them with the things of this world, and um, it, it will come out. It, it will it will come out at some point in their life. Um, the was it Newton's law of gravity? What goes up must come down. And I think in the spiritual world, what goes in must come out, and it will come out of our own lips and our mouths and it can either glorify God or it can bring great uh, shame to his name. So I do thank God that um, the the 40 years that I had with my, my dad and um, 38 years I had with my mom on this earth, the, the good Lord imparted so much more than I, I ever dreamed of by just watching them and, and being able to walk with them over the years. So, um, yeah, my my parents Henry and Judith Groover, they are um, they both gone to be home, gone to be with the Lord. My dad in October of 2019, our mom in August of 2018. So uh, we are working through that and still mourning their their passing, like so many faithful believers out there that um, supported the ministry for decades. But um, so picking up where we left off last week um i i'd mentioned that we we went to a second cave and that that cave was a very very strong stronghold in in guatemala in the area that we were at and the the cave was one that you didn't hike up to but you kind of hiked down to off of the road and if you want to go um see this cave you can go to henry groover on Facebook. It's a ministry website. And I, I posted a two-minute video of this cave that we were at. And uh, it's, it's really awesome to see. And you can hear us praying and, and talking about what what they have heard happens at this, this cave. So uh, it's the ministry f- Facebook page. It should be under Henry Groover. Uh, something with Prayer Walker might be in there to find it a little easier, but you can go check that post out while we're sharing about this if you'd like. So, um, we, 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 I was informed about this second cave, and this cave, extremely, extremely high place in, in Guatemala, in this area we we're at. Uh, a lot of witchcraft happening there. The locals go there, and what what they informed me, what Pastor Juan informed me was there's two ways in this cave. And this cave is a large hole in the ground. So it's not on top of a mountain necessarily. You don't hike up to it, but you hike down to the cave opening. And you can't get too close because it's just a sheer drop off. It's very wet. Um, the, the 
shrubbery and everything's very slippery so you don't want to get too close because you'll fall in and it's at least a 30 foot drop from what i understand so they're telling me that there are two ways in and out of this cave one way is tying a rope to a tree that hangs over the opening of a cave the other way in and out is if you have very strong witchcraft powers and you fly in and out of this cave so this isn't some folklore that they're just telling me this is you know the urban legend around there and it's not something that has just come up i mean they've they've been hearing about this and knowing about it for years so we went over to this this site and we we took a taxi to it and we started hiking down to it the first thing you notice is the trash the trash is is dumped on the down the side of the road and it it it's just looks like you know a landfill there there there's just so much trash. And like I shared in the previous shows, uh, that's a, a very strong indication that something is happening there with witchcraft, with the occult. Um, unclean foul spirits are drawn to those areas, those unclean areas. So uh, when you're out walking and praying and your senses aren't um, maybe, maybe you're not, um, haven't been walking with God very long in this area. So it's just things to see. If you see trash, if you see dead ground, dead uh, trees, plants, um, things of that nature, there's a good indication that something happened there and something happened, either innocent blood was shed or an act of violence, uh, something that is allowing the devil foothold in that area. So just keep that in mind as you're, as you're walking with God. And, and if he's not, directly speaking to you about spots just keep your eyes open and um, look for those kind of things so that area very a lot of trash just thrown down the side of this mountain um we hike down to it and like i said it's a very large opening just a, a massive um hole in the ground and we're probably 20 feet from the the opening of this this ground this hole in the ground and they're, they're telling me a little bit more about the history and such. And so we begin to, to pray and intercede and, um, we, we take the ground back. Sorry about that. <laughs> we take the ground back in and through the name of Jesus. It's not by our power. It's not by our might, but it's by the spirit of the Lord. So when you're doing this, you know, some, some believers might think, okay, this is, this is just, weird foolishness you know we don't need to do this god already owns the ground um he paid the price things of that nature but when there's such heavy witchcraft in a country in an area it needs to be redeemed it needs to be reclaimed so if you think about the powers that these people have when they're doing these curses and things if they have that type of power what kind of power do we have as believers you know, we need to ask ourselves that. What type of power do we have? Is it in our own might? No. It's by the Spirit of God. But our God is so much greater, right? So much greater. He has so much more power than these stupid, foul little demons. So if the followers of the enemy have power when they are doing these curses, these chants, how much more power do we have? So we go in there with the authority, with the armor of God, and and we began to just pray and break the curse, break the covenant with death. I, I felt strongly that um, the Mayans 
were sacrificing people into that that cave. I, I felt that you know years, centuries ago, that they were throwing people into their death into that cave. Um, very interesting thing happened when we were there. So all the trash on the ground, there was just tons of alcohol bottles and beer and, and just just tons of filth. I picked up a it looked like a whiskey bottle or something. It was I don't know I don't know if they call it a fifth or something like that, but let's say it was eight inches tall, um, four inches wide, kind of a flat bottle. I picked that bottle up and I threw it as hard as I could out in front of me, and it it went at least, you know, 30 feet or something like that to the opening of the cave. I counted one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000. And after about three, 1,000, this is what I heard when it hit. Tink, 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 tink. The glass bottle did not break and it hit rocks. Something is happening there. Something is happening there that is not glorifying God. There is great witchcraft happening there. You can hear me still, correct? Oh, yes, sir. You're coming through great. Okay. <laughs> We're live with okay, Hank Groover. You got me on the edge of my seat. Keep going. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> my my internet's been kind of up and down, so I just want to okay. make sure we're still good. So, yeah, I tossed that out there, and I'm thinking, why didn't that shatter? What is going on? And, and, I, and I'm recording another video, and I'm talking to um, Pastor Juan and one other guy that was with us, um, Jorge. He's a, a member of the church, precious brother. S- saved by the grace of God, set free from alcoholism. Now he just follows the pastor around. He's an awesome, awesome brother in the Lord. But he was down there with us, and I was just watching this video before I called you. The second video, I didn't um, record when I threw the bottle out there, but at the beginning of this uh, video, I'm asking, or Pastor Juan brings it up. He says, the bottle didn't break when you threw it. And I thought, oh my gosh, you're right. And so... I'm like, what happened there? Why didn't it break? And he's like, a very, very powerful place. I'm like, wow. So we're talking with Jorge, and and Jorge's telling us that his um, before he was a believer, his sister doesn't live too far from this cave, and his sister, from what I gathered, is very hard to to gather the whole complete um, story because the interpretation was very broken English. But from what I gathered, his his sister lives not too far from the cave. His sister practices a little bit of witchcraft. Well, it turns out a lot of witchcraft. His sister was not happy with their mom. She put a, a curse on their mom. And they ended up putting a picture of his mom at the opening of this cave. And then some things with a black chicken and all these other fetishes and curses things. Hector Jorge, I'm sorry, finds out about this and he gets very upset. He's not a Christian. He's telling his sister, if mom dies, I'm going to kill you. You know, what are you doing? How dare you do this? And I don't know what ended up transpiring, but his mom ended up dying. He, I don't know how soon he got saved, but I think he got saved within a, a decent amount of time of his mom's passing away. So instead of wanting to kill his sister, he wants to reconcile with her. And and the, the story just unfolded that basically a curse was put on his mom. It was done in that cave area with pictures and all these different fetishes and different things. And um, she ended up passing away. 
So just an extreme high place. I mean, just extreme high place. In the video that I posted on Facebook, you can hear me talking and making proclamations, but I am short of breath. We did not hike down there. I mean, the hike down there was nothing strenuous. It was down the hill. But because of the oppression, I'm short of breath. It was very interesting experience. I didn't experience it anywhere else in Guatemala, and we were at that type of altitude everywhere. But you could tell it was just such strong, strong iniquity, strong witchcraft was happening there. So um, we, we made a proclamation once again, um, anybody entering this area to do any type of uh, rituals, satanic worship, anything to the God of this world, you it is null and void. You have to turn and run or drop to your knees and repent. And um, we finished up there, but we, we, we took a taxi to that spot. And we were going to drive by a house on the way back and just pass it and pray for it. But I felt the Holy Spirit telling me, no, we need to walk. We need to walk on this lady's land. Well, this the house we were going to pass, they called it the witch's house. <laughs> and they told me that um, they've seen this lady walking through their village in the middle of the night making chanting sounds um, in midnight, walking with no shoes, very, very crazy things happening with this lady. And she's, I think, in her 70s. She might be younger, but she looks very old, and you can tell she's lived a rough life, and the curses are coming back upon her. But they're telling me about this woman, and I didn't know where she lived in town, but they're saying um, – yeah, she's very powerful, very powerful in the occult, very powerful with, with curses and things. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, we need to walk pray on her land. And and Pastor Juan's telling me, no, we can't. We can't walk and pray on her land. Um, I, I've been there several times. I've tried giving her food. I've tried um, sharing the gospel with her. And every single time she's threatening me, she's um, she's throwing rocks at me at one point. Him and his kids were walking and um, – they, his Pastor Juan's kids started walking on her property, and she came out of the house and was cursing them and telling them, get off my property. You are not welcome here. Get out of here. And so he's telling me all this, but I'm like, well, you know what? Let, let's stop and get out of the taxi, and at the least, we're going to walk past her house. I'm going to walk on the shoulder. You guys walk on the road. So we got out of the taxi. We put our feet on the ground. And once we do that, it's like God just does the rest. You get out, you walk, you walk with God, and, and he opens a door. And And this this next testimony was, oh, my Lord, it was so precious. So this is probably going to take most of the time. <laughs> There's so much involved in it. But so we, we leave that cave, and it's probably maybe a two-mile drive from the, the witch's house, we'll call her. So we get out maybe half a mile from her house, and we tell the taxi, you go on ahead. We'll, we'll walk back to the church. It's maybe a mile and a half to the church. But you go ahead of us. We're going to walk. So I tell Juan and Pastor – I'm sorry, Pastor Juan and his brother Hector. I tell them, you guys walk on the street, and Jorge was with us also. You guys walk on the road. I'm going to walk on um, the side of the street, we'll call it, up to her house. 
and then um, we'll see what God does. So I'm walking on this on on the land, and I'm I'm praying, and they're on the street, and we get closer to the house, and they're looking back at me, whispering, "She's outside. She's outside. She's looking at us. She's looking at us." I'm like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> and the boldness of God just comes over me, and I hop off because there's some bushes separating her her house from um, right where I couldn't walk through the bushes, so I had to get on the street to walk onto her land. So I hop off and I, I, I get on the street and we come up to her and I just, the words just start coming out of my mouth. And it reminded me so much of my dad. Every time, it, not every time, but majority of times in Japan, when we're walking and praying, he would have the most amazing doors open. You know, God would open the door that no man could open and he would, you know, that no man could shut. And so my dad would, would be walking and praying these, these temples, these um, Hindu and Buddhist temples. And as he's walking them, the, the priest would just, he'd start having a conversation with them and they're like, Hey, do you want to come inside? Do you want to see this? Do you want to see that? And the interpreter is just dumbfounded every single time. He's like, People don't get to go in and see this. This is the holy of holies in there. They don't let anybody in these areas, and and God just opens the door for you. It, was, it happened countless times in Japan. So, and it would always his conversation would be just basic things. He would talk about the flowers and talk about the beauty and God's creation, and and then he you know, maybe tell him, Hey, you know, you believe in heaven. I I've been to heaven. And he'd, he'd start telling him about things like that. And, and he would have their attention for hours and, and God would do just amazing things with those priests. So back to Guatemala, I'm, I'm walking in front of her house and I just start talking and the words are coming out of my mouth. I don't even know what I'm saying. And I definitely don't know what's being interpreted, but God is just working it all out. I, I'm, I'm saying something along these lines. Hi, I'm from Iowa. I love your, your country. It's so beautiful. It's mountainous. I don't have mountains in Iowa. I love your house. It's, it looked really old. The house looked like it was, you know, 100 years old, and the architecture was kind of um, uh, Mexican, uh, Central American architecture, stucco and everything. So I'm thinking this house is really old. I find out that it's like 20 years old. <laughs> I'm like, the curse is on your house too, sister. You need to repent because your house is going to fall apart. It's only 20 years old and it looks like it's, you know, 100 years old. But regardless, um, so I, I like the architecture of your house. Um, can we come on your land and, and see your house? And she says, let me get my grandson. Says it really, you know, just a stern voice. And so she goes inside and gets the grandson, and they're telling me this 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 kid has powers too. He's very powerful in the occult. I'm like, okay. So he comes out. I'm like, hey, how are you? I'm from America. These are my amigos. Um, we worked in America together, and and the words are just coming out of my mouth. Like I said, I don't remember everything I said. It's just flowing, and I'm like, I like your house. I like you know the architecture. Can um, I love the view from your backyard? You have a really nice view. Can can we come on your your ground? Sure, and. And Pastor Juan's mouth jaw just drops at this point. I'm like, okay. And I didn't really know what's going on in his mind, but we walk onto, our land, onto the land. And the the grandma's there, and then now the grandson's there. And I'm just um, making short conversation, but I wanted to walk around the house. I wanted to walk in the house, but I thought, you know, that's probably not going to happen. But I wanted to walk around the house and, and get my feet on the ground. So I, I'm talking. I'm like, hey, I, you know, do you mind if I walk around the back of your house? I, I, I'd love to see the view from there. And and he says, sure. 
I'm like, okay. So I start walking around the house and I'm just coming against those foul spirits, coming against the demons and 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 asking God to turn the curses on them. Turn the curses on them if they're not going to repent. If they are cursing the people, turn it on them. And so I walk around the house and I'm praying and, and Pastor Juan and Hector said that they had a cave in their backyard that they thought they were doing a lot of um, witchcraft in. So I'm looking in the backyard and there's this big... It, it looked like a sinkhole and that's what it actually turned out to be. It was a sinkhole. It wasn't a cave, but I come back around the house and I'm talking to him like, Hey, would you mind if we go explore down there? I, 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 we don't have stuff like this in Iowa. And, and they're like, okay. And so now we're walking down there and I'm getting the rest of the story from Juan. He's just in utter amazement. He's like, I cannot believe this is happening. What is, this is, uh, you know, this, this, she's, she's cursed me every single time I've come here. She's told me I'm not welcome on her property. She's throwing rocks at me. So we go down to this, this, what we thought was a cave and we, we go through the brush and we're, we're looking, trying to find, um, basic things that, you know, show any type of sacrificing and, and things of that nature, but we don't find any candles. We don't find any beaten down paths. And it, it looked like it was just a big sinkhole. So we, we venture out of there and we look up on the hill and, and grandma, witch and her grandson are just scowling at us from the top of the hill. I mean, just like, what are these people doing? I, I'm not so sure she wasn't, you know, trying to put curses on us, but we had the armor of God on. So we were walking in the authority and those arrow fire arrows were just bouncing off of us. So we're walking up and I see this massive banana leaf tree. And this thing is huge. The, the leaves are just like eight foot long. And I'm, I'm just admiring this thing. And, and remember what I said, said before, you know, you have to find the good in God's creation. You can't prayer walk all day and and that evil that you're witnessing and the sin that you're seeing, you can't just keep um, walking in that all day. You've got to glorify God. You've got to find the good in his creation. So I find this massive banana leaf tree and I'm just in awe of it. The leaves are bigger than one and I'm taking pictures with it, selfies, and and I'm hollering up to the, the witch at her grandson. I'm like, wow, this tree's amazing. <laughs> just like just talking about this banana leaf tree and the two interpretations going back and forth and we're hollering. And, and so we get back up under their land and I'm still in awe of this banana leaf tree. And, and <laughs> We we start talking and I, I say, you know, we, we serve the God of of, of creation. He, he's a creator of heaven and earth. And, and I believe he wants to bless you. Would you mind if, if we, you know, prayed a blessing over you guys in your house? <laughs> and the thing that happened next just blows our mind to this day. I did not ask to go into her house. The grandma, I don't know if it's in complete confusion or what, but she goes to the basement door. And she opens up her house and she says, you can come in. You can't go upstairs, but you can come in my basement. We are just not jaws dropping, but at that point, we are just in shock. We are, okay, God, I I have your complete peace. So I don't believe she's going to try and harm us. We're going in. We're putting our feet in here and we are going to take this house back. We are going to position your angels here and we are we are going to go to battle. So we go in there. We're claiming the blood of Jesus over this place. It was fairly empty. Um, There's no light in there. So the, the only light coming in was through the, the door and one window. And so it was really dark and looking back on it, it was kind of scary. But at the moment, it was just the peace of God was all over us. So I'm walking and I'm just exploring their basement and, and making small talk and claiming the blood 
blood of Jesus underneath my breath and just asking God to to visit this family just to to completely you know revolutionize their lives turn them around for your glory and and I'm I'm walking around and and doing this and and there's this table in the basement and it's like the only table on on the wall and I walk over to that table and there's a bible sitting there and I had heard that you know people in the occult will use the bible for curses and things and the only verse that that comes to mind that supports that is when Jesus was in the wilderness and he's fasting 40 days and 40 nights and the tempter came and and when Satan tempted Jesus you know jump off this this cliff Satan tempted him and said and quoted the word of God didn't he he said jump off this cliff he'll give you his arm angels charge over you lest you dash your foot against a stone and Jesus's response was with the word of God also so um I don't know how it exactly works but i'm sure there's people out there that have experienced it more than i and um know what they're doing with the bible but i pick up this bible and i'm just claiming the blood of jesus over and i'm claiming hey no more no more curses but only for the glory of god and and i bring the bible over and i'm 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 talking i'm like whose bible is this and and the grandma real quick it's his grandson's i'm like oh awesome i'm like are you reading this and it's all a little bit. I'm like, do you have Jesus in your heart? And I start witnessing to him. I'm just like the boldness of God. I'm like, do you know Jesus? Do you know the author of this book? He wants to bless you. He wants to give you, you know, so much that you can't contain it. And I, I'm just, just pouring. Words are just pouring out. And I'm like, do you have Jesus in your heart? Do you want Jesus in your heart? And and the grandson and the the grandma says real quick, like, yes. I have Jesus. <laughs> I thought, well, that wasn't very convincing, but okay. And I, and I look at the grandson. I'm like, what about you? Do you have Jesus? Do you want Jesus? And he says something that just, I mean, it really knocked me off my, my feet. He said, um, I want to learn more. I, I want to study more about Jesus, about him. And I thought that was very interesting. I'm like, oh, hallelujah, we can work with that. Lord, open up your, open up your, your word to him. So when he's reading it, he can't do curses out of it. He can't do anything except see your love and your goodness. So I open up the Gospel of John and I put a bookmark in that. I'm like, hey, read the Gospel of John. This is, you know, this is an awesome book. And I'm just, you know, praying, um, speaking more into him. I'm like, then can I pray for you guys? Can I pray that God blesses your home? <laughs> and they say okay. So now we're we're not only in their house walking and praying, but now we're praying that God will bless them. And and um my my dad's verse with prayer walking was um I want to say it's Romans 2 4, so I want to kind of look it up here. Um the goodness of God that leads to repentance. And um it's either Romans 2 4 or I know it's in Romans. Okay. Nope. Two, four. Yeah. So Romans two, four. Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. So when you're walking and praying, that is what we pray upon people. That is what we pray when we come across unbelievers. We pray, God, will you pour out your goodness, your goodness of God that will lead to repentance. And I am, are you still there, brother? My computer might be going dead. Oh, yes, sir. You're coming through clear. Okay. My, this is my amazing. battery says it's running low and my screen just went off, but oh. it's plugged in. Okay. <laughs> so, You're fine. Um, so praise God. He, he Just let me know if something changes. He's 
we're praying that. We're just asking God, pour out your goodness upon these people. Pour out your Brother Hank? You there? You're back. Yes. Okay. Let me tell you where you left off. I had the answer on my phone. You were just saying the goodness of God. Perfect. Okay, so my computer did go dead. Uh, Can you hear me okay? Oh, yes, sir. Continue on your phone. Okay, I'm on on my phone. Praise Uh, God for backup. Yeah, Romans (laughs) Romans 2-4. Romans 2-4. Do you despise the riches of God, not knowing goodness of God? God leads to repentance. Are you still there? Yes, sir. You're good. All right. I put my earpods in. They didn't work. So the goodness of God leads to repentance. And that's what we're praying for these people. We're, We're asking for God to pour out his goodness upon them. Pour out your goodness that leads to repentance. And so we're praying with this witch and her grandson in their house just claiming the blood of Jesus over it and and praying that the goodness of God would lead them to repentance. And uh, I just found out my computer wasn't plugged in, so <laughs> that's why the battery went dead. Big surprise. Um, so we we leave the house, and Pastor Juan, he, he's just in complete awe and amazement of what, what God's doing. And, and I'm just talking with, wow, that was amazing, wasn't it? And, and he goes on to tell me that there... So he'd been threatened by that lady numerous times. His kids had been threatened. He'd, you know, thrown rocks at him, sticks, things like that. But one of the last times he was there, he goes on to tell me that she threatened him and said, if you step foot on my property, I'm going to shoot you. (laughs) So (laughs) I love how God, it's kind of his sense of humor and, and his goodness that if Pastor Juan would have told me that, when we were in the car coming from the cave, my response would have been, okay, brother, this is what we're going to do. We're going to drive by, we're going to put our hands out the window, and we're going to pray a blessing on our house. That's it. But because he withheld that information, God didn't let him tell me, we, we walked in there with the boldness of God. And, you know, the Word of God says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. But the the wicked flee when no man pursues them. (laughs) So walking with the boldness of God is just, it's so much fun. You know, on the first show, we talked about um, my dad being the Indiana Jones of the faith. And, you know, I used to think that only he can have that. But that's not the truth. Every believer can have that. We just have to walk with God. We have to get out of the car. We have to go. We have to be led by that peace of God. Um, so that, that's the witch's house. And um, we left there rejoicing and just, and, and just, all, we, all, all I could do was, was that, that old song, look what the Lord has done, right? Look what the Lord has done. <laughs> the whole trip was, wow, look what the Lord has done. Wow, God, just in utter awe and amazement. So that was, I want to say, day four of the trip. <laughs> um, just wow, wow. So we we left there, and I, I want to share um, about the rest of the, the idol, the idols that they found on the ground. So if you remember last last week, I shared about those idols that the, the church 
members had found Pastor Juan and his dad and his brother had found these ancient idols on their their grounds when they were building the church. Well, they had kept them for the last 30 years or more. And remember, the one was in the closet or both of them were in the closet. And I had that severe attack the first night. So (laughs) once again, God's God's sense of humor. I, I love his sense of humor. I love how he he reveals himself to us. So I I told you, I shared with you that not only I was battling with whether or not to to sell those idols or um, to destroy them. I knew I knew we needed to destroy them, but I, there was a serious battle on whether whether or not we needed to sell those things and just you know do something for the church, build a um, you know provide a need for the church. So I found out that Pastor Juan and, and the whole family had been struggling in that same area. That's why they had kept him for 30 years. <laughs> so we were going to destroy those idols um, on the, the four-hour service. The four-hour service was on a Wednesday um, before I left on Saturday, so 26, whatever it was. Um, so that that Wednesday was the most glorious day ever. I mean, there are four powerful testimonies packed into that Wednesday and, and I, I I can't share them all. So I'm going to jump to the idols and, and share the end of it. So, um, the, the, the four hour service started at seven and it went till, till midnight. So we'd got done, um, witnessing to a, a brother and he gloriously gives his heart to Jesus. I want to share that another time. But we didn't get back to the church until it was around 5.30, close to 6 o'clock. And they were going to have food at 5.30, and then the service is going to start at 7. So we got back, yeah, really close to 5.30. So I'm at the house, and I'm calling the family and and just resting a little bit. We weren't hungry because the the new believer graciously fed us. And it was just awesome. Just amazing testimony. But we're, I'm at the house, Pastor Juan's house. He's running back and forth from the church. So we're not in any type of um, communication there before the service started. So I knew it was time to get rid of the idols. So I grabbed the idols. I put them in, in some plastic bags the two idols, and I take that to the church with me. I arrive at the church, and it's around 6.30 or so, and it's just getting dark. There's 100-plus people there, men, women, and children, and I didn't feel it was time to to dispose of the idols right then and there because they're cleaning up from the meal. Um there was just too much going on. So I didn't want to bring the idols into the church. So I dropped them in the bush right by the church. (laughs) So I go, the, the, the service starts and we're, we're worshiping and praying and worshiping for, it was, I didn't start preaching until 1030. I'd never, never started a a sermon at 1030 at night, (laughs) but before I started preaching, something really, really odd happened. And this just goes to show more of the witchcraft in, in this country. So I, they're, they're 
the worship service is happening and about two and a half, three hours in is about 930 at night. This lady gets up on stage and I hadn't recognized her from the church, but there was there were so many people there. They were coming from all over the place. So I, I didn't know everybody, obviously. But she's up on this, the stage and she starts singing this song and the song turns into chanting. And I am not bearing witness with this song whatsoever. I don't know the words, but people, a few, a handful of people from the congregation are up front by the altar and they're, they're jumping, which so-so eh, is okay. But then there's others that are bobbing their, their torso up and down and their hands are shaking. And this chanting, this song, I, I know it's the same words being repeated over and over. Because I, I can I can at least hear that. I don't know what the words are, but they're the same words over and over. And it's going on for five, six, seven minutes. Pastor Juan is on the stage and he's playing the bass guitar. Now, at halfway through this, it was just not bearing witness whatsoever. I wanted to, to go up on stage and and stop it. But my interpreter wasn't with me. He was... Um, I think he was in the bathroom. We'd both been hit with <laughs> that stomach thing and <laughs> running to and from the bathroom. But so he wasn't there and, and I didn't have an interpreter. I'm, I'm trying to get Pastor Juan's attention and, and I'm making a sign to him, cut it off, cut it off, cut her off. And he's not understanding that. And it, it's just happening. And I'm like, man, this is not right. So I just praying in the spirit. That's the only thing I can do is pray in the spirit. And God's beginning to give me the message for, for that night. And I, it completely changed. You know, I thought I was going to speak on something else. And, and now the Holy Spirit's saying, talk about worship, talk about, um, the only time in the, in the Bible that words are repeated is holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. And, um, that's the only time that, you know, those words, words are repeated and the, the people in witchcraft, they use that type of chanting when they're doing curses. And so, the Holy Spirit's just revealing a, a message for me about worship and praise. The Guatemalan people, they they have mariacha music, I believe it's called. And it's full of um, instruments, drums, guitars, bass, big speakers, more speakers in the church than people at times, um, trumpets, things like that. And, and it's more praise worship. So the Holy Spirit's saying, tell them the difference between praise and worship. Praise is before the battle. Judah... You know, in the Old Testament, they were supposed to go out before the battle with praise, right? Praise is before the battle. Worship is is in the Holy of Holies. Worship is what will build you up, will um, get you sustained and, and recover from the battle. And so I'm just preaching on that. And as I'm preaching, like I said, it was like 1030 at night. I see Pastor Juan, and he is he is coming and going from the church. And he, he looks like great concern on his face. So... Um, I wasn't able to interrupt that person. She she finally left, stopped the song and, and left the stage. And I don't know, half hour later, I'm finally up preaching. So I'm giving that message about praise and worship. And I'm watching Pastor Juan, and he, he's coming and going from the church. And his facial expressions are just something of like, oh, Lord, my mind is going all over the place. It's something very amazing. When you can preach a message but your mind is thinking about other things. Like when you see people out in the crowd and the Holy Spirit is giving you words of knowledge about them. It, I haven't experienced that part of it quite yet, 
but I was preaching and watching Pastor Juan and come and go from the church and my facial expressions, my mind, the carnal mind's telling me, oh, you've offended him. You said something that's offended him and he's mad. And <laughs> so that battle's going on and I'm just like, oh Lord, what, what is happening? So I finished the sermon and all I felt released to do was tell the people to come up and we're going to worship God. We're going to pray and we're going to worship. We're not going to lay hands on anybody. We're just going to worship God. I want you to come up and worship him. And and so I, I was up there and I'm worshiping God. And, and the presence of God was very sweet at that time. But Pastor Juan, he comes up to me while, while I'm worshiping. He's like, brother, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm like, what's wrong? And he just complete dread and concern on his face. He's like, brother, the, the idols, they're gone. They're, they're, they're gone. Do you know what happened to the idols? And before I could respond, he's like, brother, I've been in and out of the house. I've been asking everybody. I, I think these things have that much power where they're, they're gone. <laughs> he thought the idols, he, he didn't know. He was asking everybody, did you move the idols? Did you, did, are, they're gone. I think they've grown feet and they've flown out of my house. <laughs> and he is scared out of his mind. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm, I'm not laughing, but I'm like, brother, I have the idols. <laughs> I dropped him in the bush out there. <laughs> but I think it was like God's sense of humor for them keeping him for 30 plus years. God, you know, getting them back for not doing what they needed to do with them. And I, I call him down like, brother, I have the idols. They're right here. They're, they're right outside the church. I didn't want to bring him in. And he's like, let's get rid of them. <laughs> so we, we go out and, um, we we break the idols. We we throw them on the ground. We I thought they were stone, but they turned out they were clay, and um, they broke fairly easily. We put them in the fire pit, and um, they are being burned ever more and more to this day. So that was that was awesome part of it. But the rest of the the testimony really really amazed me with what what God has done. And so we're I'm talking to Juan, and I'm like Juan, what was what was going on? Why didn't you, um, I didn't want to tell him, why didn't you stop her? I, I wanted to be sensitive. I'm like, something wasn't right with, with that woman singing. I, I just, something, something wasn't right. And, and God gave me a completely different message than I thought I was going to deliver. And this is what he told me. He said, that woman, first off, she wasn't supposed to be up there. She went up to one of the leaders and said, I, I, I would like to, to sing a song. And that leader wasn't going to allow her, but somebody else came up. And in, in the confusion, she got up there and she started singing. Well, guess what? She had left the church seven months ago, I believe. And she had taken 20 plus people with her. That night, she just felt, I say this with great sarcasm, felt led to come to the church for the first time in seven months. <laughs> I was blown away. I'm like, wow, God, you were, you know, the Holy Spirit was right there. The, the, the nudging of the Holy Spirit was right on. I, I just, that, that excited me so much. Not that, you know, she got up on stage and she was doing her chanting, but that the Holy Spirit, he will speak to you. He will guide you. You just have to listen. You just have to, you know, be ready to go and be ready to, to follow his leading. It doesn't take a, a mighty man of God. God's not a respecter of persons. He will speak to you if you are willing, if you will go. And yeah, he just told me that 
she she caused a great division in the church, brought 20 plus people with her. Um, seven of the people had returned, but the other 14 had not returned. Uh, I was just talking with Pastor Juan a couple nights ago, and he he gave me this this update. And Heather was on a video chat with us, and so she got a got to hear firsthand some of these things, which, which I, I really love when, you know, somebody else will kind of tell you what's happening instead of just coming from my lips. But he, he's telling, he, he called me and he said, brother, um, if you remember Lucia, Andreas and Christian, okay. Andreas was the little boy that was drug around his house by that demon. Do you remember that testimony? Yes, sure. I think it was just that. Okay. So he, he calls me up. Uh, I think it was Monday night. It was 10 o'clock our time. And he's like, brother, I just got a call from Lucia. They were out in their yard, um, out on their ground. And they were, I think they were digging and getting ready to plant corn or something along those lines. And they found um, some witchcraft items. And he's like, I, I, she just called me. I'm getting ready to go down there and I, we, we need to pray. I'm like, absolutely. So I, I tell him, look, call me when you get there. So he, he walks down to the house and it turns out that they found um, some chicken feet, some eggs and something else that was buried on their ground. And the chicken feet, I've heard of that in witchcraft. I don't quite understand it, but um, I was talking to Caesar and he said, they, that's representation of like drying out your bones and making you sick, the, the chicken legs. And then um, the eggs are just, you know, a curse of rottenness. Your, your house is going to turn to rottenness and, and all these other things. But yeah, they found these items on their ground and um, we, we prayed over the phone. They had already burnt them in the fire, but that's the type of, of witchcraft and, and ritualistic things they're dealing with there. And, and I, I'm believing that, you know, this is what's going to break that curse off, off her, her family and, and little Christian's growth on his neck is going to go away. And Andreas, his mind is going to be completely restored and healed from that, that horrible act of, of um, just violence against him by that demon. And the poor kid has been tortured since then. So um, God's moving in, in such awesome ways and, and the people, they're, they're excited. They're out walking and praying. They're out picking up trash and, and just doing, doing the work for the Lord. It's, it's wonderful to see. Um, I, I want to share some more things, but do we have 10 minutes left or do we have, oh, um, can yes, we go sir. out in 15? Take another 25 minutes. <laughs> All right. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, so this testimony is, is for you. And, um, what I, why I say that is, is a few weeks back, you were on a show with, um, uh, what is her name? Dr. Um, um, oh, uh, maybe oh Deborah Bells. Zelensky. Oh, Sheila Zelensky. Yes. yes. Sheila Zelensky. You were on a show with her and you had said that, um, you know, your joy had been stolen and and you had to get your joy back and you talked about the lepers who were outside the gate um of whatever city it was and and what did they say one leper said to the other he said why sit here till we die exactly why sit here till we die we've got to go 
we have to go. If we don't go, we're going to die. And what they find, they come across the great spoil of, you know, of, of that, that, that army had left behind because I, I believe the angel of the Lord uh, made them hear a sound of, of troops coming in or something along those lines. But yeah, exactly. And, and you'd said that your joy had been sucked out of you and, and, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's taken the life from you. And it goes back on the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? Yes, sure. It's our strength. We have to have it. So this, this, this one just, I love what, what God does. I, I love this sense of humor, you know, it, you're in the midst of such intense battles, but you're able to look back on them and wow, God, the way you orchestrate things, Things is perfect. The way you do things is is so amazing. It's so awesome. It's so above our thoughts. It's so much higher than our thoughts. So um, there was a, a day that the only other church I preached at was at their uncle's church, and it was a good hour drive away from their home. So we are are making the trek to to their uncle's church, and the the taxis over there they call them tuk tuks are little little small cars. They're three-cylinder cars, and it's very mountainous. So a lot of times they don't make it up the mountain, especially with five people in it. <laughs> You're crammed into these little, um, it looks like a smart car, you know, it's no bigger than a smart car. Um, so you are crammed five people into this little car, and you're trying to go up this big mountain. So they're, they're swerving, or they're, they're going back and forth trying to keep traction so they can make it up. But if that doesn't work, you have to get out and you either push the tuk-tuk or the driver, one other person go up the, the mountain. So we're on our way over to their uncle's church and um, we're, we're going up this big, big hill and the tuk-tuk's having trouble. The wheels are spinning out and they, the three of them get out of the back and, and they, they start pushing the car and I'm in there with them. They're telling me to stay in. I'm like, no, this is, no, I'm, I'm getting out. Every time we get out, every time we put our feet on the ground, God does something. I don't need to be pushed around. This isn't my, you know, I'm not in a chariot. I'm not better than you guys. So I get out and, and the, the toot toot goes up ahead of us and, and stops at this, what looked like a checkpoint. And uh, I was looking at the pictures today and I didn't realize, but this checkpoint had two men in it. And the one in the picture I have, he's holding this machete that's almost three foot in length. <laughs> and uh, I didn't even see it until we got up there close. But I'm getting my feet out. I'm walking. I'm praying up this mountain and I get up to the checkpoint and Pastor Juan or um, Hector or someone's already talking with them. And it turns out these two guys, they're charging cars to get through that checkpoint. No, they're not government officials or anything. They're just two guys that live close by. And if you want to drive on that road that goes through their neighborhood, <laughs> they're going to charge you money. <laughs> so they're, they're talking with the, the cab driver and everything. And Pastor Juan and I get up there and, and we're praying and I'm praying in the spirit. And Pastor Juan starts talking to him and and he tells him what we're doing and why this um, American's there that we're going to preach at this other church. And so the first thing they do is, is they tell him, you know, they get excited and, and, and happy and, and they tell him, okay. And Pastor Juan tells him there's two other microbus is coming with, you know, my church. There's a lot of people in it. Please, you know, go easy on them. Basically don't charge them too much. They don't have much money. And, and the two men are like, no, we won't, we won't charge them. So I'm like, hallelujah. You know, we get out of the car, we walk, 
God will move. So that was really awesome. That was on, on the way to the, the church. So we arrived at their, their, his uncle's church and his uncle, he has a very nice house. He has a, a large church building, a, a decent sized congregation, but bless his heart. He's just, he's burnt out. He's just tired and he's, he's not encouraging um, pastor Juan to, to be a pastor in Guatemala. He, he, he's ta- telling him, why are you here? Why are you doing this? Go back to America. There's nothing here for you. And, and it's just really sad to hear coming out of him because he's been a pastor. Their uncle's been a pastor there for over 30 years. And so this, the spirit of like just despair is all over him. So we're at his house and, and we're walk, we're, we're, um, go to the church and he's showing us things and we're, we're praying a little bit and we pray a little bit on some ground that they want to turn into a parking lot. But we go back to his house and he, he feeds us a meal. But the whole time I'm like, okay, is there any, any land, anything that needs prayer walked? Is there anything around your house in the, in the village, anything close? Have any accidents happened? Any, you know, murders, anything like that? Has anything happened around your village that we need to walk and pray? Cause we were there like five hours earlier or something. And he kept saying, no, no, let's just rest. Let's just relax. Let's, let's take a rest before, before the service. And so we're sitting in his house. We eat a, a wonderful meal and we're sitting in his house and he turns on the TV and this guy has satellite TV. And they turn it on to some A&E network in Spanish, and, and it's about a school shooting in America. And, and all, like, three of us, four of us are, are sitting on the couch watching this, and it's just sucking us dry. All of us are just, like, falling asleep, dozing off. I'm getting nothing from the Holy Spirit. I'm like, I've got to preach in a couple hours, and I don't know what I'm going to preach on. You know, the Spirit of confusion and slumber is just coming over us. And so finally I tell Juan, I'm like, brother, we got to go. Let's, let's go. Let, let's go walk. So we, we leave the house and we start walking up um, out of the driveway and up a big ravine. And, and, and he's telling me more of the background with his uncle. And I'm like, that's not right. You know, he, he, he needs to be encouraging you. I don't know why he's, he, he's trying to tell you, you know, to leave, go back to America. You're, God is doing awesome things. Things are happening. And, and so we're just, we're talking and, and I, I, I look down the, the hill and there's this beautiful home and in Guatemala, anytime you have a beautiful home, it's, it's not normal. I mean, it's, it's a third world country. It's a beautiful tile roof and, um, two story house. And I'm like, Hey, what, what's, what's going on there? Uh, it, it's the narcos. So the, the, the drug people, I'm like, are you kidding me? He has someone that's heavily involved in drugs less than half a mile from his house. And he doesn't bother to tell us what, you know, why wouldn't you bring that up? Let's go walk and pray. Let's go see what God's going to do. Let's go, you know, see if we can get on his land and, and prayer walk it. But um, it was too late at that point. So we, we couldn't go down there, but it, it was just the mindset of this pastor. And so we, we, we get, a little bit rejuvenated after that, <laughs> going out, walking and praying up a mountain and back down to the house, you know, we should have been tired, but no, we were re- rejuvenated. The Lord just built us up. So we, we get to the, the church and it's packed. I mean, there is, there's probably 150 people there. And 
It is. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's two churches combined, so there's a, a lot of people there. And the I, I get up to preach and I start preaching and um, I start talking about the joy of the Lord. <laughs> and I talk about the, you know, we're the light of the world. If, uh, you know, we have to have something different. The world has to see something in us differently, right? We are the light of the world. If a, um, if a, a, a candle's put on a hill and, you know, if it's hidden, you can't see the light. And my mind's drawn a blank on the, the Bible verse, but um, I, I'm just, just preaching about being the light of the world. And right when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about the joy of the Lord. It's our strength. We need to smile. The, the world needs to see something different in us. We can't walk around frowning. And and I look over at the pastor. I'm like, and he's he's kind of sitting sitting at a table off to the side. He didn't sit in the chairs, but he sits at a table off to the side. And his hands were kind of folded over. And he's not dozing off, but he's almost dozing off. <laughs> and he's, he's got a frown on his face. And, and I, I, I look at the pastor and I'm like, brother, we got a smile. We can't frown like that. <laughs> and, um, and right when I'm, I'm talking about that, I look out in the crowd and this is the, this is the awesome thing that God does. And my eye catches two gentlemen about halfway down and they're looking at each other and they're smiling and laughing. Now, brother, they're not smiling and laughing because of of what I'm saying and preaching. They're not paying attention. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit just starts speaking, and I and I point to them and I say, "This is what we need, church. This is what we need. We need to smile." And I'm trying to get my interpreter to to tell them to stand up. I'm like, "Stand up, guys. Stand up. Show the church. This is what we need. We need that smiling. We need to be different." And I, I'm I'm telling the interpreter, "Tell them to stand up. Tell them to stand up." And and I must have been talking a hundred miles an hour because he he can't figure out what to say. So the Holy Spirit is not allowing him to interpret stand up. So I'm I'm sitting here like beating a dead horse. I'm like, stand up, guys, show them smile. This is what we need. And it's not happening. And it's like 30, 45 seconds. So I leave the stage and I run towards them, pointing at them. And I'm like, stand up, guys. I'm motioning stand up and dread and fear is covering their face. <laughs> Pastor Juan is running behind me. And I, and I get to them and, and I tell them, like, this is what we need. I saw you guys smiling. We need the joy of the Lord. We need the, the world needs to see that we have something different. God's joy. It's what we need. It's what this dark world needs. Our light shining before men that they will see his good works and glorify a father in heaven. And I'm just preaching to them. And, um, and, and Pastor Juan, he, he stays there with them a little bit later. So I go back up and I finish the message. And uh, we sit down and we're having a meal together. <laughs> and I hear the rest of the testimony and it <laughs> it is so amazing. So Pastor Juan tells me this. He tells me when he started talking with those two men, they they were saying to each other, the prophet of the Lord is pointing us out. He's telling the people our sin. They were terrified. So get this. The one one of the men that were of the two guys that were talking to each other and laughing starts telling pastor Juan, I've been in a, a relationship I shouldn't be in with a woman. I'm getting ready to leave the church, but I, I heard about this American coming. So I thought I'd come check it out. That shook him so much. He told pastor Juan, I'm not leaving the church now. <laughs> wow. I, 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 the, the, 
the prophet has has spoken to us or, or God spoke through this prophet. <laughs> I just got word from Pastor Juan Monday night that that man and that woman got married recently. They're involved in the church. They're not leaving the church. <laughs> Brother, that was so exciting to hear. So exciting. It's just God's wisdom. The way he works things out is just so far above what we can think or do. The, the, the interpretation for stand up and smile, it should have been so easy. <laughs> you know, it wasn't difficult, but God just blocked it. And he knew that that's what they needed to hear. He knew. I mean, when I looked at him, I knew, I didn't. It, the thought didn't cross my mind that they weren't paying attention. I knew that they weren't laughing or, or smiling about something I was saying or something in the message. I knew that, you know, they just kind of were, were talking to each other. But but I, I glanced over him at that right at that moment that the one is looking at the other with a big smile on his face. <laughs> just like, wow, God, wow. But we've, we've got to follow that joy. We've got to follow, follow the, the joy of the Lord. If we let the devil sp- steal our joy, we're not going to have any strength. We're not going to have any, anything to fight these battles. And he's just going to beat us up and wear us down. Um, God, God wants to do awesome things in our lives. He wants to show, show us his goodness. He wants to, he wants us to walk with him. And, and that's what this is about. It's, it's just walking with God, walking with him and, and, and witnessing the goodness. So, um, I, there's more testimonies, but we can, uh, save it for another time if you'd like, or I could um, go into another one. It's just kind of up to you. Brother Hank Groover is our special guest tonight. I'm excited to be here with you, my friend. This is a powerful testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother, I want to hear more of your story, and um, mm-hmm. I want you to come back. I want you to get your schedule, get me some dates, and let's keep this thing going. I'm so blessed <laughs> yeah, to be man. here tonight with you and hear these powerful testimonies of prayer walking and the ministry God has called you into. Folks, this is exciting stuff. Hallelujah. Brother, if you hadn't obeyed the Lord, who knows where that guy would be? Yes. The one that was getting ready to walk out of the church. As you Amen. obeyed the Lord when he told you to pray and fast and went to Guatemala, major victories have been won for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Major divine appointments, and this is only the beginning. Um, yes. Brother Henry uh, Groover was a great man of God, and I treasure the time we had with him. And, brother, it feels just like that with you here tonight. I'm excited yeah. to be able to hear these stories. Um, brother Hank, I want you to tell people about the ministry, how they can make contact with you, and how they can support this work. Amen. Uh, the The website Henry Groover, G R U V is in Victor E R dot com, um, and then the Facebook ministry Facebook is is, is a lot of fun. Uh, just being able to post updates, like I said early on, I, I put that video on of that cave, and uh, in the coming weeks, I'll I'll be posting a few more 
things and and videos and pictures from Guatemala. So Guatemala. So yeah, you can find the the ministry Facebook page, which is Henry Groover, and I encourage you to to scroll through the the post. It, it's it's on a timeline. They're all um, in in order from kind of the time that they happened and you can start at the the first day of the trip all the way to the last day and see a post and and a lot of the pictures of of the things that I'm talking about and um, I'm going to post those idols on that Facebook page so you can see those and and get an image of kind of what they look like so yeah brother this is amazing I I bet you anything that the um, the witch's grandson is going to get saved Hallelujah! I'm excited, my friend, uh, what God has for you. Uh, Do you all have anything on the map right now for going back into Guatemala this year? Uh, Yes, we're definitely going back this year. Um, I left a suitcase full of clothing, so like I was telling you before, we can bring more items back. Um, But, yeah, the call is so strong, and... um, I, it could be within a couple months, or it could be after summer. I don't know for sure, but uh, Lord willing, we will we will definitely be back and battling more, more, more intense battles there. Because once the uh, Mayan ruins open up because of the stupid COVID thing, that's when the battles are going to be very intense, and um, we're going to walk and pray those Mayan ruins where the human sacrifices have happened and and claim the land back for God. Hank, I don't think people uh, realize the high level of wickedness that was going on in these um, temples down there. I mean, that was all about human sacrifice. It's exactly right. And they got power from the devil when they do that. Absolutely. Real power. That's why they keep doing it. You know, um, right next to there, I think, is Honduras. It's over in that vicinity. And um, some years ago, there was um, a plane that was flying over the jungle with this LIDAR, which is this type of radar which can uh, scan through the jungle canopy, and they found uh, cities down there, and they sent a crew mm-hmm. to get over there and explore, and um, hair-raising report of what they had to go through to even get over there, and when they finally got there, uh, they only got in so many feet, and they had to turn back. They had these mosquitoes mm-hmm. down there that would, uh, when they bite you, they would it begins to um, basically eat the flesh off the, the face. And they had these vipers out there. Now, these people weren't going there on behalf of the Lord. They were just like National Geographic yeah. Explorers. And um, they call it the city of the monkey god. And they said there's got to be miles and miles of this unexplored city that's been sitting there forever. Idols mm. intact. I mentioned that wow. because I think your adventure has just begun. Um, that whole place down in Central yeah. America is demonized, from Guatemala to Honduras to Belize. Folks, this is exciting because God is reclaiming the land. And yeah. he'll send people in there, like Brother Hank Griever, like you, to go in there on his behalf and take it back. Brother, I'm excited for the day you coming over to Asia. I believe God will open the door. I don't think anybody's prayer walked this whole island over here in Bali. 35,000 temples, altars, and shrines. And um, God have mercy. There's so many places that need to be prayer walked. Um, Folks, get involved in this ministry. Again, they can go to henrygroover.com. Is that the best way to find you, Hank? Yes. 
I think so. Um, I would say so. <laughs> for the website, and then, of course, they can find you on Facebook. Folks, get over there, and you can follow more of these reports. Um, Hank, if a person wants to support the ministry, do you have PayPal there on your website? Yes. PayPal's on the website, and um, my wife would know the website or the email that's associated with it. But Henry Grover. Uh, yeah, you can donate. Dot com, folks. Get yes. over there. Support it. This is an excellent work to get behind. Brother, I want to tell you, your testimonies are encouraging many of us. Amen. I've been meditating for about a week since you did the last show and gave the testimony of how God called you to fast and pray and then go to Guatemala. Uh, I haven't fasted for years. Mm. And we had a situation here at the house where the boys got sick and we prayed and anointed them with oil. And I was like, Lord, mm. what's going on? We've got to give them a breathing treatment. They're breathing mm. hard. And I went to bed. I said, God, there's got to be something missing here. And I heard uh, some come out with only prayer and fasting. And yes. I said, uh-oh. And then I heard your testimony. And we've been re- really feeling this in our spirit. This week, my family and I, it's time to fast and pray for breakthroughs so that we can be prepared for when God calls you on an assignment, folks. I'm encouraging mm-hmm. everybody out there to begin to fast and pray like never before. And get ready because God's got some exciting things for us. And I received that yes. word tonight, brother. We can't afford to sit here till we die. Um, you're not doing that. Yeah. You're active for the Lord. And the enemy wouldn't like to do a psyops on us all and make us think that it's yes. over with, that there's not anything that we can do. Are you kidding me? This is an exciting mm-hmm. time to be alive. This is the time to to obey the Lord and we can do exploits before the Lord Jesus returns back. I really believe that. Um, see, Amen. see great victories. Cities taken back for Jesus. Uh, family members Absolutely. won for Jesus. But somebody's got to obey the Lord. Folks, if not you, if not me, uh, if Brother Hank had not obeyed the Lord, what would have been the story down in Guatemala? They would still be in bondage. Um, this is exciting, brother. This uh, gets me fired up tonight. And, you know, um, folks, watch and see what God will do. If we'll say, Lord, I'm all in, I'll even turn off the news. In fact, I had to go on a news detox. I've turned it all off just about, brother. And you know what? I'm much improved. And I'm excited about what the Lord wants to do in your life this year. And the reports that we're going to get from these missions that God is sending you on into enemy territory. And um, about what he wants to do with the church. These are great times being alive, folks. Why sit here till oh, we die? Yeah. Heck no, we're not going to die. We're going to live for That's the Lord. Right. Brother Hank, That's um, right. it is such an honor to be here with you. Please, let's keep this going. Uh, we love to have you back soon. Look at your schedule. We'll work around it. Get you on at a time that works for you. But before we close tonight, would you, uh, would you pray for us tonight? And thank you for coming on. Yes, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. What a joy. What a privilege it is to serve the King of Kings. We just come before you. We come and rejoice in your presence. We thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you for your presence that that gives us joy. And we thank you for your joy that gives us strength, Father. We just we just pray for each and every believer, each and every person that's going to hear these words. And 
We just ask that it would challenge us and then just ignite a fire, ignite a fire in our lives, Lord, that we would be about our Father's business, about kingdom business, Lord, that that our every waking moment would just be in communion with the Father, Lord. And it's and it's possible, it's just we get so lazy at times, Lord. So we just ask that you would you would ignite a fire in our lives, Lord, and, and just move us to where you want us to go. Lord, we we thank you for for your power. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. And most of all, we thank you, Jesus, that you gave your life on the cross and you died for our sins. And Lord, we just we thank you. We praise you and we commit these words to you. And uh, Lord, may they enter the, the ears of those that need to hear them. And uh, just set people free, Lord. Set them free from the, the curses and the bondages, Lord. We just lift up the, the church in Guatemala, Pastor Juan and his family. We ask for your protection over their lives, over the, his children, over the, the church members' lives, Lord. We just come against these curses that have been placed upon them. And Lord, we ask that, that your, your power would rest upon them, Lord, that your, you would show them your mighty power, Father, that they would not fear any of this witchcraft, Lord, but you would just give them the boldness, the boldness of a lion, Father, to, to redeem the land and redeem, redeem the, the lives that have been stolen by the enemy, Lord. We just claim this. We thank you for what you're doing. And we're excited to, to be a part of it and continue to see the good things you're going to do. So, Lord, we love you and we commit this time and these words to you. In Jesus' name, amen. I say amen. Uh, brother, exciting testimony tonight. Folks, this is show number three with Hank Groover. More coming very soon. Uh, we'll get this posted quickly. Please share it with everybody you know. Get over to henrygroover.com. Brother Hank, we'll see you again soon. We love you, brother. Thank you for coming on. Love you, brother. God, God bless you. Thank you so much. Folks, awesome stuff. I'll be texting Brother Hank to get him scheduled. we got to hear more. There's about 300,000 bodies buried somewhere on this island where I'm at. There's about a million killed in 64. This place got to be prayer walked. I couldn't get Brother Hank over here. He was busy. Brother Henry, rather, when he was in Japan and Taiwan and uh, Korea. I believe Hank will prayer walk this island. I'm so excited to be linked up with Joyful Sound Ministries. Please support it. It is good work to get involved with. Stay tuned. We've got Brother Gary coming up next. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com